Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Good morning. And thank you, Pastor Seyfried. I, I want to thank you uh, for praying for the Lord to give me the words to deliver this morning. It was little did you know that uh, when I got here, I realized I don't have my notes. And... Uh, but it's okay. I, I'm, I may be a little nervous about that, but uh, I, even though I don't have my notes, I did bring the manual. And uh, so it may take us a little longer to get through it, but we're all going to be okay. Um, no, it is a, it's truly an honor uh, to be invited to be here with you at Sulphur Springs this morning and, and worship with you. And uh, those are not hollow words. I'm sincere, sincere when I say that, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in a past life, now I'm referring to before I retired, I'm, I'm not a believer in reincarnation. I, when I say a past life, when I was working uh, in my career, I had occasions from time to time to travel across the state and attend conferences and seminars and trainings. And invariably, at these events, someone uh, would come up to me and ask me, where is Taylorsville? These are folks from North Carolina, but they didn't know where Taylorsville was. I didn't mind. I, I enjoyed telling people where we are and a little bit about who we are. But that experience was, is vastly different from my experience since I uh, began working the Gideons, since I was called to be a member of the Gideons. Because now when I go to Gideon events and someone asks me which camp, we refer to our groups as camps, which camp I'm affiliated with, and I tell them that I'm with the Taylorsville camp, they almost always know immediately that they're familiar with the Taylorsville camp. And uh, the reason for that is probably will be surprising to you. It was surprising to me to learn that the Taylorsville Gideon camp is consistently rated as one of the, now this is going sound incredible to you, I know, one of the top three Gideon camps in the nation. Uh, we have our turn uh, from time to time at number one camp in the nation. And last year, I believe we were number two. But we are consistently in the top three camps in the nation. And the only reason I tell you that is because Sulphur Springs Baptist Church is a huge part of the reason for the effectiveness of the Taylorsville camp. Sulphur Springs and churches like Sulphur Springs are so, so generous in supporting our work we would, we would not be effective. We would not be able to do anything without your support. And I truly do appreciate that. I speak for all Gideons when I tell you thank you. And, and, and that is why it is, is an honor for me to be here with you this morning. I grew up uh, in a Baptist church in Catawba County. And uh, the Gideons being over 100 years old now, um, I've always been familiar with them. I always look forward to having a Gideon speaker in my church. Um, even as a little kid, I, I, I enjoyed hearing the Gideons tell... Uh, tell the stories about the impact of a, of a New Testament, a single New Testament, changing the eternal destination of an individual or even a, an entire family or an organization. And I loved, even, like I said, even as a little kid, I would get excited about putting a dollar, and this is back in the 60s, and a dollar would, would pay for one of these. Um, they're not a whole lot more than that now, believe it or not. But, uh, but I would put a dollar or two dollars in an offering plate and think, that it was going to pay for a copy of God's Word that could go conceivably all uh, on the other side of the world. Gideons are in over 200 countries. And I got excited, and I still do, thinking about 
where our resources go with these, uh, with these testaments. Um, but I have to say that I, in, in all that time and, and, and appreciating the Gideon ministry, I never had any thoughts about becoming a Gideon. I don't know why that didn't dawn on me. I never thought, saw myself as a Gideon. Uh, that is until three years ago. Uh, I had recently retired, and as uh, is, is my, my routine, in the morning I was in my, my Bible study and prayer time. And uh, this particular day, it was a Monday, uh, and like all Mondays, I, I typically would uh, read through my Sunday school quarterly for the, my Sunday school classes lesson the following week. Later in the week, I would dig on into that, into that lesson a little bit. But on Mondays, I would just read it through. This particular Monday in July, three years ago, uh, my class's lesson came from the book of Luke, 13th chapter, when Jesus said, I'm sure you're familiar with this passage, passage speaking with his disciples, he said, strive to enter in at the straight gate for many will try and not be able. And one of the focal points for uh, our lesson that week was on the Greek word that, is that we translate into English as strive. And the, my quarterly gave us a definition that, that that Greek word is agonizomai, and it's, it is defined as to persevere with endurance as in athletic competition. I finished reading through my lesson and my, finished my prayer time. I closed up my book. I got up and walked uh, toward our barn to feed horses. When I'm, and I was about halfway there, about halfway where I was going to the barn. And I stopped in my tracks, convicted by the Holy Spirit. And I, and I realized, I knew that in one very specific, important area of my spiritual life, that is sharing faith with other people, I had not by any definition of the word strive to do that. So standing there in my yard, halfway between the house and the barn, I, I prayed. I said, Lord, you know me. And, I, and I've had this itch in the back of my brain for a long time that I, that I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing what I, was, what I should do. And I said, well, I don't know that I know how to do that. I, I don't know if I know what striving looks like when it comes to sharing faith getting past that breaking the ice and that awkwardness of sharing my faith with somebody. But Lord, if you'll show me, if you show me what that looks like, I promise I will do my best to do it. Little did I know that that very Sunday coming up in our church, we would have a Gideon speaker. And to be honest with you, I don't remember a whole lot of what this, what my Gideon speaker said that particular Sunday, except that I recall vividly when he said, we and the Gideons strive side by side together for the faith of the gospel. And I thought, did he say strive? Is that what he said? We strive? I, I thought the lights had flickered and the crack, speakers kind of crackled. And I thought, and uh, I, said, I believe the Holy, the Holy Spirit's moving in here. He's talking to me. And all of a sudden, I wanted the Gideon speaker to stop talking. I wanted him to be done because I wanted to talk to him and I wanted to tell him just what I told you. And long story short, I did. And the, the Gideon, uh, Tony Sype, invited me to come to the next local Gideon camp meeting. And I did come to the next local Gideon camp meeting. And at that meeting, I heard our camp president say, guess what he said? We and the Gideons strive together. 
And I said, holy smoke. I, I, I can remember when I was a kid, and I was a little kid growing up, and my dad, sometimes he'd take his finger, and I hated this, but he'd take his finger and he'd thump me right there on my forehead, and he'd say, do you hear what I'm telling you, son? Are you listening to me? And I was thinking, in that Gideon camp meeting, God, my heavenly father has a finger too, and he's wearing my forehead out with it right now. Because I had prayed, Lord, if you'll show me what striving looks like, I promise I'll do my best to do it. And what happened? In less than two weeks, it sent two godly men to say, Mike, we're going to do this side by side together. I can honestly tell you that in a very short time, my little itch was gone. And I no longer worried, and I didn't lay awake at night and wonder, what am I going to say, you know, when the Lord asked me what I've done? I thought, we're going to have a lot of stories to reminisce about. One of those stories, I'll tell you right quick, is uh, just right after becoming a Gideon, we were, uh, the Gideons were having a, uh, what, they, what we refer to as a Metropolitan Scripture Blitz. And it was scheduled just down the road in Charlotte. And this was, uh, I was a new Gideon, and I was excited about it. And what happens is Gideons from all around, uh, surrounding states, uh, Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina, and all across North Carolina, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, literally, of uh, Gideons converge on an area and saturate the area with uh, copies of God's Word, God's Word and, and testimony and work and uh, I was excited about that. Being a new Gideon, they assigned me to a, a mentor, someone to shadow. Um, some Gideons were assigned to go into hotel rooms and do what we call a refresh. As we go look into every nightstand drawer and we check out the, the copies of the Gideon Bible. See if one's damaged or missing, we replace it. Uh, some Gideons went to college campuses and did sidewalk distributions. Some went to hospitals and nursing homes. And, uh, but I was assigned to a hotel team in South Charlotte. Uh, for four days, and arrived on Sunday evening, and I would leave on Wednesday. And the first night I'm there, I encounter a fella in the hotel where I'm staying, um, and his name is Sam. Sam is not from the United States. Uh, Sam came here from India under asylum. He had, his life had been threatened back in India, and his family is still there, but he, was, he had come to the U.S., and he was working in this hotel in North Charlotte. Uh, I gave the first night, gave Sam, asked Sam if he had a copy of the Bible. He said he did not. Gave him one. Oh, he, was on, he was working, only had a few minutes to chat. But over the next four days, I had other occasions to speak with Sam. And in his broken English, um, he was able to relate to me that he, is a, he was a practicing member of the Sikh religion, the S-I-K-H. These are the folks who wear the turbans on their heads. Uh, that he had been a Sikh back in India and he was a practicing Sikh. But over the next few days, I began to tell, tell Sam about Jesus. And uh, we downloaded a copy of the Gideon Bible app on his smartphone in his native language of Hindi. And Sam began to read. And by the time I left Charlotte on Wednesday, I'm happy to tell you that Sam had prayed to accept Jesus into his life. <clears throat> After we prayed, I asked Sam, I said, because his, his, <laughs> his English was really rough, we had a, communicate, had a language barrier. Um, and I said, Did you understand, do you understand what you prayed, Sam? And he said, 
Not every word, but I understand the sentences and Jesus came into my heart. Hallelujah. And I can tell you to this day, if I walk into the Holiday Inn Express on uh, University Boulevard, North Charlotte, because it's happened, I walk in and Sam sees me, Mr. Mike, hallelujah, Jesus saves. Amen. Um, a little closer to home, uh, one day, another uh, Taylor's will get in. Uh, Robert St. Clair and I were at, uh, we went to Valley Nursing to do a refresh. Now you're trained, you know what that is. We were going through the Valley Nursing Center checking to make sure the, uh, that there were no wounded warriors in there and everything was replaced and they had good quality Bibles. Um, I was back on the vent unit and I went into a room that was a, a, where I met a lady. Her name is Melody. And Melody was an older lady, and she was on a vent, and so she spoke in a, a, a whisper, a faint whisper. I had a hard time hearing her in there, but I, I went in and met Miss Melody, and I asked her if she had a Bible, uh, and she said no, she didn't have a Bible. Uh, there was no Bible in her room. I said, do you have a Bible at home? And she said, no, I don't, I don't have a Bible at home. And I said, Melody, have you, did you go to, you belong to a church? And she said, No. Uh, Melody had had a rough life, and she said that when she was a little girl, someone took her to church one time, but they never took her back. And, uh, Melody had lived a long life carrying a lot of guilt, but that day in her room in, at Valley, she confessed her sins, and she got God's forgiveness, and she prayed to accept him into her life. Uh, a little more recent, about six months ago, the Lord, in his wisdom, led me to the, our county courthouse in Taylorsville. I walked in, upper level, I'm speaking with the deputy in the lobby. When I see an angry man come out of the courthouse, I recognized Buddy. Uh, I, I knew him because... Years before, when I worked as an adult probation parole officer, he had been assigned to my caseload when he got out of prison. And it appeared that not much had changed in Buddy's life over the last 20 or 25 years. And uh, he was still in and out of court, in and out of jail. And here he was again today, having a bad day in court. And so the, the, the deputy that I was talking to, and I tried to talk him down a little bit, um, and I may have said a while ago, I always try to keep, always try, I always say I always have a copy of the Testament with me. I'm embarrassed to say that this particular day I reached and I did not have a Testament with me to share with Buddy. And Buddy left that day and that night um, when I'm lying in bed beating myself up. I said, what, what kind of Gideon am I? I didn't, I didn't have a copy. But I resolved myself to find him. So I reached out to some contacts the following day, got an address, and I drove to Buddy's house way off the beaten path, I'll say, and, uh, and found Buddy at home. He came outside, and we talked for a while, and I told him I wanted him to have this testament, and I encouraged him to read in the book of John. We began to talk, and Buddy, uh, I was surprised. He seemed, he seemed eager and anxious. He was leaning forward and, and listening to me, and he was asking good questions, and and I thought, boy, we've got, this, this fruit is right for the picking right here. And I was, got excited because if, you, if you've been down this road, there's nothing more exciting than praying with someone to receive Christ. And I thought, we're just close. 
when somebody bounded out of his house and said, get in the truck, buddy, we got to go. And I said, no, buddy, we got to finish this. We got to close this out. And buddy says, I'm sorry, I got to go. Buddy gets in the vehicle and drives away. I get back in my truck and I said, Lauren, what's going on? I mean, we're this close. And I knew that I couldn't come back the next day because I was scheduled to be in Asheville. But I prayed. I said, Lord, watch over, buddy. Please let him be okay until I can get back here. Two days later, I come back. I drive back to Buddy's house. I think he sees me driving. I would say up the driveway, but it's more like driving through the woods to get out to his house. But he came out out of his front door walking toward me, like walking with purpose. And, and we picked up right where we left off. I asked him, I said, Buddy, have you been reading in the Testament that I gave you? And he said, I've read in it every night before I go to bed. And I said, Hallelujah, thank you. And we went through these. The wonderful, a wonderful thing about these Testaments is, in addition to a help section in the front, is God's plan of salvation in the back. And it makes things, it makes witnessing so simple. But Buddy had already, he had already done his homework. And all that was left for me to do was pray with him. And Buddy prayed. I'm happy to tell you, buddy, prayed to accept Jesus. And I have to say that in the probably 25 years that I've known buddy, I don't think I could ever say it. I ever saw him smile, not one time. He's an angry, he was an angry man. This day standing in his yard, buddy had the biggest smile on his face. And I mean, it was radiant. He was like he was glowing and he was as happy as he could be. Um, I stay in contact with Buddy. I talked to him just a few days ago, and I want, his life's not perfect. He still has bumps in the road, but he has the Lord to carry him across the bumps now, and uh, and he's grateful for that. Um, I tell you those those anecdotes for the obvious reason, but also to say that before Sam or Melody or Buddy got their copies of God's Word. Someone not unlike you in a church, not unlike Sulphur Springs, supported the Gideon ministry. And Sam and Melody and Buddy, they, they don't know who put the dollar and 55 cent. That's what one of these costs now. They don't know who put the dollar and 55 cent in the offering that paid for their copy of God's Word. But I have to think that someday in heaven, they're going to know exactly who supported the Gideons and bought their copy of the Gideon. And they're going to be eternally, literally, eternally grateful to that person. I can, uh, and I can imagine them thanking that person. Just as when you and I give, when we support the Gideons, we don't know that testament could end up on the other side of the world. Uh, but, it's, but it'll end up in the hands of someone because God's word tells us it will not return void. And I can imagine that someday in heaven... But there's, we're going to have a reunion with brothers and sisters that we have never met before, but people who got God's word because, because of the work that we're doing to fulfill the Great Commission. And that's what we in the Gideons do. We go for those who cannot. It's not practical for everybody to leave home and leave their jobs and go into foreign countries and do this work. Gideons, this is what we do. Uh, we go for those who cannot go. But you, churches, are the... You, are, you provide the tools. You're the fuel for our, for our engine to get that done. We could not do it without you. So whenever you do that, when you support the Gideons, you're a part of something big. Um, I read yesterday in the Gideon magazine that they just uh, come out with the newest language translation 
the 109th translation of the Bible that the Gideons have produced. There's, there's a group, a, a group of people in India, 600,000 people, uh, who speak a language called Bru, B-R-U, and they've never had a Bible and probably don't know about Jesus. But Gideons are headed there today because of a new translation that was funded by churches just like you. Um, now, if you're like me, unfortunately, nowadays, whenever I hear about a, a, a nonprofit, uh, a, a charity that I'm thinking about uh, supporting, giving money to, I wonder how, how much of my money is actually going where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. I, uh, we, hear, we know that they have administrative fees and overhead, and, and unfortunately, what we hear a lot of times is that it's a single-digit percentage of the money that you give actually goes toward getting the job done uh, or what, what we want our money to do. I'm proud to tell you that when you give a dollar to the Gideons International that 100 pennies out of that dollar goes toward the printing, publication, and distribution of Bibles. And you say, well, how can you say that? You have to have costs. I say that because the Gideons, a group of volunteers, and we pay our own way. When I go to an event, I pay for my gas, I pay for my hotel, I pay for my food. When I go to a foreign country, if, if I need a translator, I hire a translator. So you can be confident that your money is going where you want it to go. Because this is our part. This is what we do. This is what we live to do. We love to go and share God's word. Um, there are three ways that you can support Gideon's International. The first one, in my opinion, is the very most uh, significant way, and that is you can pray for us. Gideons are the prayingest group of men I've ever been involved with. I can tell you, they, we, do not take a step. Do not make a move. At first, it, it hasn't first been prayed over. We pray while we're working, and then when we're done working, we pray about what we've done, that God will bless it, and that it will bear much fruit. Uh, sometimes people ask, what's the difference between a Gideon Bible and a regular Bible? My favorite response is that the Gideon Bibles have been prayed over. We pray over every Bible that's ever distributed. And we pray for the person that God has identified to receive it, that he'll prepare their hearts and open their eyes and ears to his truth. And we pray for those who are supporting, who, who have donated and continue to support Gideon's International. Uh, we pray for you as well. The second way... Uh, of course, is financially through an offering or uh, sending money to uh, directly to Gideon's International. Also, you're, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the Gideon Bible Card program. I looked before I came in. You've got a well-stocked Gideon Bible Card at, at, uh, rack back here on your nursery hallway. Um, those things are real s simple to use. If you haven't ever used one the first time, it may seem a little bit complicated, but it's basically it, anytime there's a significant event in your life, whether it's a birthday, or anniversary, wedding or a time of bereavement uh, and you might go to a store and overpay for a greeting card as we do nowadays um, you can do that or you can walk back here and get one for absolutely free out of your Gideon Bible rack there are two envelopes one for you to send the card to the recipient and the other one for you to send a donation where you donate Bibles in that person's name uh, honor or memory and I can tell you that's a thrill for folks I know firsthand that it is and I can tell you and in our family, just like yours, we have had, we've had deaths and we've had funerals. And 
I love flowers. I do. I, I, they're beautiful and they smell great and, and I appreciate them. But we all know what happens to flowers after a funeral. They're temporary. And, I th- and I'll, I'll, now I always think about the money that I could have used to donate Bibles in someone's memory and that gift is permanent. It's eternal. And so consider uh, using uh, Bible, uh, getting Bible cards. Um, the third way and I'll close with this, that, that one can support the Gideons International is by being a Gideon. Uh, if you are a business or professional man and uh, perhaps you have an itch in the back of your brain that says you think about people you did or could have or should have or didn't uh, share your faith with or people you have or have not prayed to accept Christ and, and uh, don't let it Keep you awake at night. I found I found a wonderful way to scratch that itch. Um, and if you're one of those folks who says, who says, "Well, I'm just not I'm not good at that. I'm not good at you know breaking that ice and getting that conversation started." Let me tell you, like I said, those are the same thoughts I had, and a lot of other people have. Probably a lot of people sitting right around you. But if you uh, if you feel that and you feel led by the Holy Spirit, we, the Gideons is a ministry. We love to have new members, but we want members who are called. If you feel that, I'm a, that the Holy Spirit may be speaking to you through me this morning, um, I would urge you to pray about it. And if you feel, still feel led, I encourage you to reach out to me. You can reach the Gideons through the pastor. Uh, um, he can reach us. And we would love to talk to you more about uh, your potential role in the Gideons International. Again, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I love being here and, uh, and worshiping with you. And uh, I, just, I would like to close this out in a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Sulphur Springs Baptist Church. Uh, I thank you for what they mean to their community and beyond. And Lord, I thank you for the, for the pastor, the one who's, who's leading the ship now, this, heading this, your flock. Lord, I pray that you'll give him strength and refreshing and wisdom and discernment. Lord, I pray for the offering, the generous offering that would be uh, donated to Gideon's International today. Lord, I pray that you will bless it and you will multiply it and it will be used to advance your kingdom here until we finally fulfill your great commission. All these things I pray in your son Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.